0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandsman, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Lao Orchid at the Dominion. All right, if you're out there shopping in the Rim or close out of the Dominion area, make sure you stop by Talal Orchid. They're open Monday through Friday from 5 to 9. Nice family atmosphere, great uh, menu to choose from as well, too. That is Ty Orchid, official sponsor of the Sports crime. All right, before we hit to the phones, uh, game where were we at? Game five tonight. Game five in South Beach, going back to Miami between Boston and the Heat. Um, I think the Miami at most in mean, most places Boston. You can catch them at a minus two, two and a half at some spots uh, to be favorite tonight on the road. The question I had in the document, like, we can't see three lopsided games in a row, can we? You know, I don't know. In these
1: playoffs, yeah. Um,
0: Well, I'm talking about just for one particular series. There's been a lot of, I mean, to be honest with you, outside of Milwaukee versus Boston, all the, I mean, going to from the first round all the way to where we're at right now in the conference finals, Boston and Milwaukee, there's really been no other series that's really been close to that when we talk about competitive. There's been a lot of blowouts since the first round. Boston and Milwaukee was a pretty much hard-nosed series th- throughout. Um, but my thing is three blowout lopsided in one series. That's where I'm quite because we're coming off two lopsided games back-to-back in Boston. Um Again, said it yesterday, continue to say it this series, Um it's really going to come down to this is a two out of three. This is really going to come down to who's going to have the body standing at the last of the last few games. Can, you know, can um, Kyle Lowry's hamstring hold up? You know, he's questionable. He's played the last game, last cold game. Pretty sure he'll be there tonight. Um, You know, Marcus Smart is still, f- you know, figuring out this whole foot situation, sprain situation. He's going to give it a go. But it's really going to come down to who's going to have the healthier bodies, the best two out of three games that's left. Um, by this time, of the series with both of these coaches, um, they pretty much know what the other one is doing. It's just going to come down to being executing. Um, who can stay out of foul trouble? Who can you know go for that rebound a little bit harder? Dive on that loose ball on the floor. That's really where it comes down to this series. I think the series is still up for grabs. I picked Boston Celtics. Uh, due to the fact of Kyle Lowry not being a hundred percent. I think if you look at both teams, I think Boston is the deeper team in regards to being able to score the ball. They've got more people that I think they can hurt you scoring than Miami can. Um, and we'll see what happens. But tonight, I'm, I'm anticipating that this game should be, you know, after both of these teams getting blown out the last couple t- games, I would imagine that in, in the last time, Boston was in Miami. They got blown out there too. So I'm anticipating maybe a faster, better start for Boston tonight, but I think it's safe to say we should won't guarantee it, but we should see a competitive game tonight that comes down to the fourth quarter. You know? Um and we'll see who takes that commanding uh lead out of them. One eight hundred,
1: seven oh seven, nine
0: seven sixty. What do you got?
1: The line for that one set at two and a half tonight, favoring yeah. the Celtics on the road. Yeah. Um, think they pull it off, or do you think I mean, Miami can keep it? Like, how close do you think they can keep it?
0: Well, in other words, you're trying to ask me, you think they can cover or you're, it? Or you're,
1: not. Yeah, you're saying you're saying it's not going to be a blowout. You're Well, I don't know. I mean,
0: it should be. I mean, look, I've told you that last yesterday. These lopsided games, especially in this series and really in the playoffs, this comes down to. The mindset of the leaders and the and the star players on the team, the best players on the team, and a lot of these blowouts have came after victory. You know, it's like after they get a victory, they show up, bam, they they oh we got this one blowout blowout. So I'm the reason why I feel comfortable saying this should be a competitive game tonight, regardless who wins is the fact that both of these teams have been – they're two games removed from being embarrassed. I, and I think that they're both antennas in tennis and the approach to know that, hey, the series is 2-2. This is a pivotal game. You know, Boston lost home court advantage. Boston's going to look to get home court advantage back tonight. You know, that's just – I mean, that's just the reality of what – I mean, Miami lost – excuse me, Miami lost it first because Miami had it going into the series. They regained it. Now Boston is going to try to get that back. Um but if you ask me, I mean I picked them to win the series, so I would I would probably go with Boston trying to get it on the road uh tonight. Um you know, but you're going to probably catch I mean it, 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 and then you're going to get a catch a team out of Miami that I think is going to be focused and be, you know, trying to get off to a great start compared to what they started at home. Uh you know, I mean, excuse me on the road in uh game 4,
1: you know? Do we see if Kyle Lowry doesn't play, do we see a better Jimmy Butler tonight? You know,
0: whether Jimmy Butler, whether Kyle Lowry plays or not, this is my thing with Jimmy and really with both of the characters in this series. When we speak of Jimmy, the same thing I say about Tatum. These are both guys that are good players, very good players, top players in NBA, but I wouldn't put either one of these guys, guys in categories is great great for the great players yet because they're both have the same thing in common their their consistency at this stage at this time of year or lack thereof. the lack of right they're yeah. consistent about how consistent can they be like i tatum still has to finish the job to be sit there okay tatum's made that leap. we've seen him grow up jimmy butler too. jimmy has wanted this he wanted to eventually have his own team. Like I told you, he can talk about, you know, him and Bead being good buddies and, you know, I kind of hard I wish I could have played in Philly. Well, the, Jimmy wanted this. Jimmy wanted his own team and Pat Riley and Coach Bo gave it to him and they committed to him. So these two guys, speaking of Tatum and Butler, they still got to see. They still got to show me the consistency part. So to answer your question, I don't really think it has nothing to do whether Kyle Lowry plays or not. It's just what Jimmy Butler, what, what Jimmy's going to show up tonight. You know what? Jason Tatum's going to show up tonight. Is he going to limit the turnovers in the four, in a certain quarter? If he doesn't come out hitting his shot early, is he going to do other things to help his team win? That's my thing about Jason Tatum. 1-800-707-9760. Alright, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Denny. Denny, you on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Denny?
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? I was talking to Tim earlier today. I'm friends with Tim Merriman. And we were talking about <clears throat> What's happening now you You know, if you listen to everybody, it's lip service. All of our presidents and local. But i tell you what you do. When someone is blatantly has murder or suicide or mass what they've done, you, you execute them right away. It's like other countries. They don't get, put you in jail for like uh, condos for 13, 14, 15 years. They get rid of them within a week. That way everybody knows who's doing this kind of stuff, knows that they're gonna get shot, killed, or whatever. Rejection. We wait too long to do this to criminals and it's just overwhelming. Everybody they know they can kill somebody, go sit in three hops of the hop with a cot every day. Hmm. Pisses me off.
0: Well, thanks for the phone call, Denny. Um, and the one thing I will say to that is I mean, you have a, you have a suggestion, everybody's got a paying solution, and I would tell you good luck on that, getting everybody to agree to do that. I mean, it, again, it's, yeah, I understand how, you know, other countries, how, how, how criminals are treated over there to then. I mean, that's always been the growth. You got somebody that's a murderer, you got somebody that goes in and considers a mass shooting, label them that they've had, you know, they've had health issues and mental issues and they get to, you know, dodge the death penalty or they get to sit and, you know, have three meals a day for 20, 30 years. That's always been a debate, you know, but again, it, it, that's, that's your opinion. That's a solution, but again get get uh, the people of power get everybody to agree on that and I doubt that very seriously but I but I hear you though I hear the frustration let's keep it rolling let's go to Fernando Fernando you on the sports ground here on ticket 760 and 1300 the zone what's up
3: Thanks for having me Calvin uh-huh. uh, I just wanted to tell you that you know I agree with you and Steve Kerr 100 percent. And uh, I'm a gun owner myself, and, you know, I'm more afraid of my neighbors and their sons than I am of the big bad government coming and taking my stuff. So mm-hmm. something needs to be done. But anyway, I wanted to talk about Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I know you had talked about him. And I was thinking about is that I don't know very many, you know, quarterbacks that receive that kind of, I don't know if it's hate, but, you know, that, that they don't like him very much. And I was thinking, you know, did you ever think that maybe there was something to it? He kind of seems disingenuous sometimes, you know, and and I don't know, maybe that's the way he is, you know. You know, he's the real deal and, you know, there's nothing behind it, you know. But uh, I was just thinking is there's no other quarterback, maybe Jay Cutler, that was disliked other than maybe Russell Wilson.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, thanks for the phone call, Fernando. Um, Look, you know, you said something there. You said disingenuous. And I, and I think that's part of the problem of what I was trying to say yesterday about Russ. Um, I think that the, the hatred, let's make no mistake about it. Most of the hatred and the saltiness comes from our own community, my community, the African American community with Russell, from his, his peers. Um, and the, and the, when you talk about being disgenuine, that's why I said yesterday, that people look at the way Russell carries himself through social media, the way he's in the mic, the way he's always happy. He's always, Hey, Hey, you know, everything, this and this and the way he talks. And that comes across to some people that it's fake because it's like, there's no way you can be that happy because I ain't that happy. You know? I mean, hell I do it sometimes as a human being. I mean, I look at, that's the reason why I've, that's the reason why, um, that, that's the reason why I'm really absent for the most part on social media because I've never really bought into because, again, a lot of people – have a tendency uh to that i feel to go on and put and portray when you know like damn you're always have what about your bad days what about this and that if you want to tell everybody what you're doing so even it's human nature to look at that but i think a lot of that comes from russ now the other truth of it is i've never met him personally um you know so i don't know i mean russ could be an ass behind closed doors but i think you would have more people come out like hey that's just rude like you hear those things about aaron Rodgers and we go well, hey, he's not a good teammate he's not this and that now i've never heard anybody say russ isn't a good teammate, but I just feel that you know when you say Jay Cutler. Look, Jay Cutler was definitely standoffish, but Jay Cutler was a pompous ass. But Jay Cutler, the way he carried himself, didn't match his production on the field. We're talking about a future Jay Cutler. The, the only time Jay Cutler going to Hall of Fame is he get invited. We're talking about a future first time ballot Super Bowl winning quarterback Hall of Famer that his ex teammates. This is prior to him even leaving Seattle on that side of the ball has always had something to say. I mean, look at it. Yes. Uh, look at it last year. You know, when he was on the Dan Patrick show, when he made the comments of just, in, you know, last offseason, like, hey, you know, I'm tired of getting hit. You had some offensive lineman They came, oh, well, maybe you're holding the ball on too long. There's always been something. But, hey, man, we'll see what's going on. All I know is that we're going to see the version. You're going to see a different version of Russell Wilson. And his next chapter of his career with this organization, speaking of Denver, you're going to get a guy that hasn't had it the way he did in the first 10 years. And when I talk about that, I talk about those, the, the, the quote unquote, the control, the input on the office, the input on the type of guys you want to play with. Pete Carroll is old school, man. Pete, they weren't given that type of control to Russell. You know, and I think this is the reason why I'm eager to see what kind of chapter, what kind of other Russell, what version of Russ are we going to get? I think. And that's why I'm grading this whole move to him in Colorado, really in a three to four year window. You know, I mean, that's that's my expectations on this. I'm looking at this in the next three or four years, what he's going to accomplish, because he is. I mean, the rank he's going to be in the toughest division in football, and he is with a first year head coach. I can't I can't stress that enough. I mean, look at that first-year head coach of the Chargers last year. He literally cost them probably – he cost them – you can literally say he cost them the playoffs. There's three games last year minimum that you can put on the head coach. Now, will he learn from that? Let's see you learn. I guarantee you – I can't guarantee you, but I promise you most likely he's going to coach a little bit different. Yeah, they're still going to be aggressive, but I think he's had to learn the hard way in regards to game management. And going forward and know it's situational football. But we'll see how Russ responds. 1-800-707-9760. Before we leave the basketball scene, a couple of the notes I didn't get to yesterday that was on the docket. We didn't get to them. Number one, you know, the first, we'll start at home with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I haven't really dived into all the lists, but the first team, second and third teams, all NBA lists came out. Blanked. Zero. Zero participation from your San Antonio Spurs. That's a problem. That's a problem. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how you dice it. You see what's left in the playoffs. You see what's been left for the last few weeks. That's got to change. And that comes. That's
1: got to change. Um, But when you look at the list, who who was anybody? DeJounte is the best player on this team. And you look at the third NBA, uh, all NBA team. It's Chris Paul, Trey Young. Those are your two guards. And then LeBron, Pascal Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. So what's your question? Who, was DeJounte really going to climb
0: that list it in third, the, third the, all-NBA the, the, team? The, 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 no, it doesn't matter what you say. The bottom line is they have nobody that's made those teams. That's not good. It's not about who you're going to remove or who you want to put from there. What I'm telling you, in a league where players make up the league and the teams and you need talent to win, to have zero on first, second, and third, that's not a good sign. Again, it goes back to are we getting? I mean, what are we? Are we getting the right guys again? Zero to three. Not first team, not second, not third team. All defensive team, I don't think we deserve to have anybody on the all defensive team. I've been preaching defense. I've been preaching a lack of defense for the last few years in this organization. And all I've gotten is pushback is, oh, no one plays defense in the NBA anymore. Oh, go look at the final four. I beg to differ. So the Jazz uh, don't
1: have anybody. Uh, Rudy Gobert
2: didn't, and J- didn't and make it all. are
1: sitting at home. I get it. The, the Cavs didn't get, didn't have anybody. they were a young, hot team, and they're, <laughs> Chicago and they're, and they're up. Chicago landed DeMar DeRozan up there. Jonas. The
0: bottom line is, this is a team, and Chicago made the playoff. We're talking about a non-playoff team for four years in running, and we're talking about zero participation, zero to first to third, and we got different standards than Cleveland. There's, difference, there's different standards and expectations of what's going. And, and as long as really, like I said, the goat is intact and still the head snake. Speaking of pot, I, I don't care the spin doctor in you. I don't care how you spin it. Zero is zero. Zero doesn't equal one. It don't equal two. Zero for first, second, and third team is something that has to
1: change. That's all I'm saying. You have to have a top 15 player in the NBA.
0: Yeah. And maybe that, and again, the people that they have elected to go after in free agency, the people that they have drafted, maybe there's a reason or the develop of them is is slower than what needs to be, or maybe they've gotten the wrong people in I'm just telling you, I'm not saying that we, we, not first team. I'm not saying no second team. We're talking third team. There's nobody in the first three teams of defense. That's all. It's, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it, but it's just another thing that's glaring to look at where we're at. I mean, we're talking, like, again, It's it's everything about that team has come out in the news about location, who's selling off, what part. And just today, we're talking about a logo, man. We, they're running around a logo. Who cares about a logo? How about get better bodies in the logo? But We worry about a logo, whether that's a sign of Austin. I don't know, ATX, that's more Austin. What about the, the people that's putting on these jerseys? That's going to be doing the logo. That's the thing that's continue to focus on in that way. Now, before I leave this Thursday, I do have a legitimate question because it has to do with the Minnesota... Uh, T-Wolves. I, I wanted to touch on this yesterday, but I'll touch on this when we get back. And we got some other things to talk about before we get out of here. You listen to the Sports Crime. We're broadcasting here from Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka.
2: mind.
0: Alright, back here on the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer with stands Spin the 1 and 2 one 707 9760 Broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang Two words of key to any perfect cocktail That's Zing Zang, make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks Or you can just stick to their original mix And add your own favorite alcohol That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind Alright, so, keeping it moving uh, before we uh, get out of here. A couple of things. So, we've got the game tonight between Boston and Miami. We'll see how that plays out. I'm just looking for a competitive game. Hope we can be entertained. You only got one hockey game tonight on the docket. Uh, in regards to the avalanche, you're going to try to close their, their series out. Uh, a couple other notes as well, too. <clears throat> Speaking of everything going on, crazy in the world, you know, uh, the Brittany Griner situation. Um, her, wife is, her wife has come out. And to ask, you know, this administration about, hey, do more to get her home. We need to get her home. I get it. I'm the one that's been sitting there saying that, hey, you know, if this was a male, if, you know, if this was a high-profile male athlete, would it be over this long? And I and I understand the frustrations of her wife. But the truth of the matter is, is that, hey, um, there is some, whether they want to say, there's, she put herself in a situation, whether we find out she's set up or not, but I think you have to, it goes by, to, it goes back to the fact that some of these athletes, even hers, well too, you just got to be more cautious in where you're at in regards to when you make certain decisions and the climate of the time that you do. It's just, again, there's a quite a few people that are held over there that have been soldiers, been other cities that has stuck up and their has got caught up in their system and stuck in the system um that ain't been home yet. And I get it. I mean, it. It you know, it, it it sucks. You know, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, there's only so with everything going on and a full out war between that the Russia's in versus Ukraine and the whole world is pretty much against Russia and sanctions and all that. This was expected from day one when I first heard this that this is she was going to become a political prisoner of war, and that's just the reality. And this is really needs to be a lesson to. A lot of athletes and entertainers, when you go abroad, not every, your, 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 your rights as freedoms don't travel. They don't travel with you. You know? Um, and that's just the, that's just the reality. So we'll continue to monitor that to see how long. But I mean, me at this point, I don't know if she's coming home anytime soon. To be honest with you. And that's just the reality. Trial set for next month in Russia. Yeah. You saying they could find something to even push that back when it comes down to it, if they really wanted to. You know, who knows how, you know, how they're really operating over there uh, for the most part. One, a couple of the things with the NBA side, as we talked to the Spurs, uh, Minnesota, okay, the T-Wolves yesterday, because I wanted to touch on this yesterday, um, and it got me thinking in regards to, they have a new uh, vice president of basketball basketball operations. What's my man's name? Tim Connolly. Tim Connolly was with the Denver Nuggets uh, prior. Um, You know, everybody knows Alex Rodriguez has um, small ownership in Minnesota. Um, But this is an individual that spent some time with the Nuggets. But they gave him, I believe, a $40 million deal or something like that, plus ownership in the team, equity, stake in the team. And it got me thinking, I'm like, damn. I mean, if he's worth that, and I'm thinking the Nuggets. I'm like, okay, you know, Djokovic, I get it. You know, Murray, I mean, this is a team that still hasn't really got over the hump to get to the finals. And you, and not only did he get this massive contract, but he got equity in the T-Wolves. And it got me thinking, like, you know what? If R.C. Buford, which I think... Is in in my era, in my time, you know. I, I look. I have Jerry West, Pat Riley, and RC Buford in my in my generation, and in, in in the last thirty years of the top executives. I was thinking, like, what the hell could RC get? What could he have got before he decided to take the role of uh, admin? I feel like he's the ad man of the Spurs now. everything. Like, you got to handle this stuff between here and Austin. Just go ahead and go up. If he would have stayed as a GM, which I think he's still, I think both of them. I mean, both of them still have their input about who they're drafting or whatever. He's going to have some say. So even though he's wearing that hat, they can tell you all they want to because I still see them all in the same damn war room, you know. I'm just thinking, what what could RC get? Because to me, RC, there's only two people that I put ahead of RC Buford, and that is Jerry West and Pat Riley. And then it's RC. Because I've always thought RC has not gotten enough credit for this, this, this dynasty run. This last 20 years. It's all really been about Pop, and Pop deserves a lot of credit, but RC just gets looked over. And he really don't care. You know? I mean, it's a spur way, but I just, I saw that. I'm like, wow, that's what we're giving executives now? I wonder, hell, what the hell? Even a Pat Riley on, I, know, I mean, he. I think Pat Riley's married to he. He ain't never leaving nowhere. But I'm just thinking, like, what does a Pat Riley and an RC Buford get on the open market? Just thoughts. Also, um, Lakers. There's reports out there that the Lakers are hoping that Doc Rivers become available. Remember, I told y'all when, when, um, oh my man from the 76ers, okay, Daryl Morey. Remember, I told you when they ca- oh Doc's not going anywhere, and I said, hey, that could just be a negotiating. I said, don't be surprised if there's still a possible to trade. To me, I don't get it, you know. And again, with the lake like Doc Rivers, I think Doc Rivers has showed us who he is. I, I think he's a good coach. But I think to have organizations consistently, if you look at the blown leads, if you look at, you know, the one championship is more than some other coaches ever get. But if you look at the one championship and how long ago that was, I just don't understand. And when you look at the situation with Ben Simmons, uh, how that was handled, when you look at the situation of, uh, you know, the Clippers and, and, um, you know, the whole situation with Patrick Beverly and, and you know the reports with the Kawhi and Paul George, how some people felt like, oh, they they didn't have to practice one. Another. All this has been on Doc Rivers' watch, but yet and still we have organizations that swear up and down they'd be willing to trade for him if had be. Don't understand it. And and I and I remember having to defend Doc Rivers on this show. Like I said, don't think he's a horrible coach, but I just don't get the when we've got guys like Mark Jackson. There's other guys that I feel that have deserve an opportunity to to have a shot and again that Lakers situation is not what is all crap Jawan Howard decided to stay at Michigan now I understand he has two sons that he's going to be able to coach at the University of Michigan and that has a lot to do report saying that that's why he chose not to go um if Lakers organization was viewed as a stable organization right now we're not talking about your father and your, and your mother's uh, Los Angeles Lakers. We're talking about the current Lakers. If that was viewed as a stable organization or operated the right way, and I do feel sometimes Jenny Buss is kind of over her head somehow with the whole thing with the – Jawan Howard, coaching and sons and not, you're going to take that job, especially how long Jawan Howard sat on as an assistant, as the NBA. Jawan Howard's turning them down because the Lakers – I don't know, besides the name on the jersey, and that is L.A., how attractive is that job as of now? And especially when you, you know, look, no one's trying to put Frank Vogel. I mean, he pretty much had to beg. His phone wasn't ringing before they called him to get this job a few years ago. But yet and still, even when you do Frank Vogel, the way they did him, even winning a championship, even if it was in a hotel ballroom, he still won a championship, but when you look at you do him the way you do, you know that they did him, that's one of those situations where other coaches are going to look at that and say, "Do I really want?" And especially that would be in Juwan Howard, that would be his first NBA head coach. Do I really want to walk into that? Do I really want to walk into that? That's a fair. That's a fair question. So I just don't think that job is really. It's still the Lakers. Don't get it twisted, but it's still not as attractive. as Let's say it might have
1: been five, six,
0: seven years ago.
1: And that's even the return to Michigan where he's already on the hot seat still for what happened in February. The altercation with the coach. And he had to get suspended for the rest of the regular season. And yeah. then the expectations to continue to turn around that program.
0: Hmm. Well, I think Jawan. the only thing that put him on the hot seat in that is really with him with his behavior. I don't think his performance. I mean, again, they just made an, a, a hell of a... Uh, sweet 16 or Elite 8 run the year before last, his past tournament. And, of course, they went out this tournament. So I don't think his performance is going to have him on the hot seat. It's just his, his way he conducts himself. He can't have any more. Just can't slap any other coaches uh, in the face. That's all we're asking, Juan. Not too much, is it? But, um, yeah, that that's, that's the way I get But the Lakers thing, it just is what it is. All right, let's read what we
1: got for the – what's happening in the
0: uh, Facebook Live. We haven't done that in a couple of days in social media. What's going on out there? What do we got to react to?
1: Well, we have Josh Medina checking in here on Facebook. Uh, I will always appreciate Sports Grind because no matter how serious or controversial the topic, you will always give it a platform. Of course, open today's show talking about the tragedy – and Uvalde.
0: Yeah, Josh, I appreciate the love on that. I've always had a standard because I'm comfortable on skin. I know not everybody's going to agree with everything I say. Some people are turned off by a lot of what I say, but the least you know, you're getting me. I'm filtering. This is truly how I feel. You know, nothing that I'm forced to feel I force feel out to say, no matter what the topic is. If I feel like touching on it, I will if I don't. Uh, but this is definitely something that I needed to get off my chest just because there's so much uh, layers to this. Uh, in my opinion, the reason why we're here where we're at as a society. But anyway, keep it going.
1: The somber opening, of course, uh, led to a lot of interaction today. Chris Hernandez, it's a sad, sad day, Grindation. we mm-hmm. uh, with you. Um, we have Frank checking in. I'm 35. I remember Columbine and all the others. Uh, after now, my kids, 18, 14, 12, and they all see and remember the ones that they remember. It's sad. Nothing has changed, but the people who run this country don't want change if it hurts pockets. Hmm um facts and that's why
0: i say that i feel like it's uh that's why i'm kind of done with the whole um republican democrat thing i just think we're screwed either way because our government and our public officials and our government officials and senators they're all corrupt they're all bought and that's not really what this whole was this whole situation was intended for so it's kind of you know somebody that's had a passion uh for voting and politically getting involved and exercising your right and that's hard from you know, especially a person of myself of colors because you know, again, there's my people that died for the right to even have us have the right to vote. But it it's it's just a bad situation the way that our politicians uh grandstand through the media, lie to us in regards to what's gonna happen, promise change and that goes on from the left and the right side. So that's my opinion on that. Um anything on Twitter, Land? Anything or cool on Twitter? um what else did i want to touch on before uh baseball continues to go on you know once the nba is on you'll start hearing me talk about baseball a little more you know i am picking up and following with it you know i know i wanted to touch on it yesterday you know the mets continue to do you know pete alonso um he he's 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 gotten better in my opinion um he's off to a good start with the mets um uh, you know he's always been able to smash for the last few years but i just think his the, some of the at bats i've seen him um as comfortable he seems at the plate um has definitely caught my eye in regards to i think and maybe that's just coming with more reps more batting reps maturity at age but he definitely looks like he's uh improving one of the other baseball things i wanted to touch on yesterday as well too um It's a thin line. You know, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Yadier Molina, uh, everybody knows Albert Pujols pretty much came back home to pasture to retire after one year, so, you know, retire in the uniform he spent most of the career with. In the last few weeks, they've been playing with a little fire, in my opinion, in regards to some of these games they're letting Albert and and Molina go out there and pitch. Come on, man. I I mean, you know. It, it, occasionally if you have a 12-14 blowout, like a 14-run blowout, maybe you want to go ahead and put, oh, hey, go out and pitch. But they've done this quite a bit in the last week a couple times. I I've, And I'm no seam head. I'm no pur- purist here. But to me, there is a respect to the game level. I understand those two dudes, first-time Hall of Famers, both of them, Pujols and Yachty. But uh, come on, man. If I'm on the team, like, like trotting out some position players to go throw pitching innings in baseball. It's just uh, ridiculous. Every once in a while is okay, but they've done that a few times in the last couple of weeks. So that's come across my radar in baseball. What do you got?
1: Just we have some breaking news today in the NFL. Adam Schefter reporting. Uh, it's a big day for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, first off, you've got John Gruden in court um, for his lawsuit against the NFL. But the breaking news today, Colin Kaepernick uh, is officially scheduled for a workout with the Las Vegas Raiders this week. How do you feel
0: about that? We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, because I don't, again, we'll see. I mean, the last time they announced the workout, that was going to be some, that was supposed to be this and that. Colin didn't want to go, didn't do it, showed up, cameras, TV cameras, his own personal camera. That was years ago. Um, we'll see how it goes. Saying you're going to work him out is one thing. Um, and, and, again, the Raiders, that's Vegas. Talk about. You know, I won't, I won't say, I mean, they, they added a lot. They they did some moves, of course, in the offseason. They've got a first-year. I mean, he's not a first-year head coach. He feels like that was a long time ago when he got his first gig, t- speaking of Josh McDaniels. So to answer your question, Jonas, I have to sleep on that. I have to really see how this workout goes, whether this is serious or not. I don't know.
1: If he were to get a job, he'd join a, a depth chart full of, uh, of course, Derek Carr, but Nick Mullins, the newly acquired Jarrett Stidham, and uh, the fourth guy on the depth chart, Chase Garbers.
0: See, that's why I said I'm not even going to comment. I have to wait because I'm thinking, like, really, what do they need? I mean, what are they working out for? Like, if you, uh, and now I to talk, I could probably think of one or two other organizations that said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Possibly that. Like, if you would have said Seattle, that would have made sense. But the Raiders, like, I don't I don't know about that. You got to proceed with caution when it comes to Mark Davis and that whole organization. Just been ran filth for the most part. just terrible. Anyway that's a wrap for today special thanks to producer of the show jonas clark special thanks uh to mr sandspin the one and two san antonio austin del rio people of a tyler people of the shy city people down the whole 305 south Florida region and my people down laredo when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you hit the snooze button before you're out the rack just ask yourself you grinding peace see you tomorrow